At the beginning of all of this, you know, the pandemic, the initial lockdown, my creativity just bottomed out. I just didn't have the mental headspace to make anything. I had some stuff I already had recorded. I had some things I could work on and release, but for some reason, I just couldn't summon the energy to do so. Because creativity is a funny thing. It's not an unlimited well that you can just go back to whenever you need something good. It's more like a storm. It comes and goes when it wants, and it isn't always fruitful. Mostly, you just have to hang on and hope something usable comes from it, or something like that. I've sort of tortured this metaphor, but, but not everyone has reacted to the pandemic the same way I did. Not everyone ate too many sweets and watched old Twilight Zone reruns instead of making things. In fact, a group of writers I know did exactly the opposite of that. John Cotter, Elisa Gabbert, and Michael Joseph Walsh started gathering in a friend's backyard and sharing their work with each other. Poetry, monologues, just whatever was sparking their imagination. They were nice enough to invite me along on one of those days, so I brought a mic and I just listened and recorded. Now here I turned the mic on just as John was explaining the kind of what and why of what they were doing. hits and the sky fills with dust and everyone feels very isolated and you know we learned that we can social distance hello and Elisa and Mike and I started social distancing uh, our hellos in my friend Kirsten's backyard and gradually uh, we started reading each other the work that we'd written that week and as Elisa put it after a while with just the three of us left alive in the universe, it felt like we were reinventing culture. You know, uh, we don't see many people throughout the week because all of us are lucky enough to be able to work from home. But we all write um, because we got these voices inside us that have to go somewhere. And so it's been a pleasure to be able to rope out a little space to, uh, to do little uh, very private readings for one another. Uh, and we're pleased to be able to, to, to share one with you today. And honestly, this is a good place as any to get started. Just to let you know, I put a little music between each piece as a way for you, the audience, to mark when one thing was ending and another beginning. But other than that, I left these largely unadorned, mostly just their words. So in order, you're going to hear John Cotter first, and then Elisa Gabbert, and then Michael Joseph Walsh. And so, let's get started with a couple of monologues from John. Invasion Theory 101 1. The invader makes himself known from the inside. 2. The invader is rejected by the body. 3. The invader mimics the native in the course of displacing them. This is called a self-own it's a cry for attention. Once confusion sets in, we have entered stage three. In stage three, the invader and the native attempt to envelop one another, redefine each other's tongues. Radical treatments can postpone this coupling, but only one style, one jargon will emerge. Example, the native draws a self-portrait and reveals it to the invader who is horrified 
the beautiful nose, the ugly lips, the colors of the eyes, the porous skin. But this portrait is not an accurate portrait, because by now the native resembles the invader. This is called autoimmune response theory. It is treated with antibodies. Look in the mirror. That face is the invader's face. Your body has been denatured, misshapen. Talk to your doctor about antibodies. The treatment works by provoking casualties. The pattern repeats on the symbolic level, but you can't win. Because all you've done is free the invader of the burden of the symbol. There is a word for the cooked that is returned to its raw state. There is a word for natural terror. There is a word for us. We are a pattern. Psycho-invasion theory posits psychosis, a state where the invader believes himself to be native, turns on proximate invaders, self-cancels. The name for such a figure is contested. We will not be using that name in this space. You should know by now, this is a protected space, in theory. At the end of our session, the doors will open and we must attempt to gather the others. Wear your protective clothing. They will try to invade your body. They will try to bring their light inside your body. Remember, the mask is a door to your face. As the invaders circle to colonize, the mask provides a kind of exit through which the invaders must pass. Let the mask police your breath. You are not the captain of your own ship. A stranger has come aboard, a stowaway. He fixes himself in every heart before he stabs you from behind, making you see with your last breath the artless voids and immensities of the universe. Bang it! Ring it! Ding it! Bellboy, make fireflies! Break the janglers! I can feel you moving in my lungs, beneath my skin, inside my face. You speak in my voice. Your voice is my voice. And for all that, for all that, you expect applause. You expect my wonderment. Drive in! Drive in your nails, O oh ye waves! To their utmost heads, drive them in! Ye but strike a thing without a lid! No coffin and no hearse can be mine! One final article, Escape. As we know, the mythological model of escape is transformation. The pursued metamorphose themselves mid-stride into a snake or a tree. But invasion theory finds this model, how to say, antiseptic. The only transformation that allows for true escape is the transformation not of the one who flees, but of the one who chases. The pursued must transform the pursuer. The symbol must be transformed to subvert invasion. There is a word for this, seduction. The symbol who is pursued must cast their symbolic freight into the enchanted calms which lurks at the heart of all commotion. Seduce them into implicit quick obsessence. The image of lust is a copy copy of yourself self move toward the interior. You see how elastic our stiff prejudice grows when love comes to bend it. The invader mistakes our copies for his body 
The sequel to Invasion is Infection. I begin to be sensible of strange feelings. I feel a melting in me. No more my splintered heart and maddened hand are turned against the wolfish world. I've grown native to you. Speaker is perhaps a man, certainly older than 25, but younger than 65. He kneels before his father's grave. The grave has not been there long. The title of this one is, My Heart is Still. Hey, old man. I'm going to keep it together. I miss you. You wouldn't want me to be too upset, so I'm just going to talk. I'm married. You'd like her. She's like mom. I mean, she's kind of mean. I'm kidding. Mom likes her. Maybe mom talked about her. Does she talk to you? She says she comes here. I said, mom, if he's still around, he's not going to be hanging around the cemetery, but I feel bad for saying it. She misses you. She's okay. <laughs> Don't worry about her. She complains, but you know, you know mom. I'm not going to hold you to it, but I remember we talked about what happens. I remember you saying, I'd call myself an atheist, but how do you account for the presence of evil in the world? You didn't think I was listening, but I think about that. You remember I asked you if you talked to the priest? You said, how can I be sure I'm not talking to a pedophile? There's a lot of evil in this world. We were really sick, Meg and I. She's all better now, jogging. You should see. She never really had it bad. She, she took care of me. I was rough. I couldn't breathe. Every night, I f it felt like a year. I, I was terrified. I was thinking about you. Because of all the smoke. All that smoke you breathed in when you pulled me out of the house. I know you don't like to talk about that. But I really did feel close to you because I remember how hard it was to get over. And you always had a wheeze and a cough from it. I mean, you were strong. Get, get out of here, you're a hero. You're the toughest guy, I know. But you had, a hard, you had a hard time, I know you did. And I do think I know what that's like a little. It's hard, isn't it? Pain when you breathe, because you, you gotta breathe. And you're just feeling your life come in. Oxygen, food for your heart. You're feeling it go out with the pain. I'd go to sleep and I'd think, well, maybe, you know, maybe you'll see your old man. I'm just kidding. It wasn't that bad. I don't want you to worry. We're fine. Meg's making a pot roast tonight. This is the first time I've been out of the house. I've been in the backyard. A few weeks ago, I was in the backyard, but I had a relapse. 
they don't really understand it. It's a fucked up disease. No one understands it. But I started running a fever again. I couldn't move. I just kept thinking... I just kept thinking that you pulled me out as a child. You gave me life and you saved my life. And I didn't want to be a betrayal to you and die. I didn't want to make it useless, what you did. I haven't had a happy life. I'm the same worthless kid. I just can't get my act together. I don't know how people are supposed to be. How they keep jobs, how they feel happy. I just got married. We're having cookouts. I, that's what people do. I, I started this new job three months ago, and everybody likes me, and we had a good time at the cookout, and I felt so... I felt... You don't know what's going to happen. Meditation helped me survive. Just trying to watch the thoughts go. Just letting the mind be the sheepdog. Letting the thoughts jump over the fence. I can see you rolling your eyes. Yeah, I'm still sitting. I'm still doing the sessions. This is a very Catholic thing we're doing, talking like this, but I still do the breathing. But this is a meditation too. The teaching is open. You never quite understood that, I think. You thought all religion was a mousetrap. You said without the collection plate, they'd all be atheists. They're places to put the suffering. You have to resolve that it was a gift to live. And it's a gift to be given life. You have to try to remember that, and I suck at that, but I'm trying. Make me good, but not yet. I wanted to try real life. I wanted to try normal life with everybody else. We just got married. We're... I'm going to go. I'm leading the group over computer tonight. I'm going to read them uh, Father Death Blues, Allen Ginsberg. I get a kick out of that. I played it for you before you were sick. You did like you always did. You just listened. You nodded your head. And profoundly disapproved. Hey, Father Death, I'm flying home. Hey, poor man, you're all alone. Hey, old daddy, I know where I'm going. It's a little bit stupid. I'm going to leave you in peace. I just want you to know, to sum up, I love you. I'm getting better. It was really hard, but I'm getting better. And I'm thinking about you all the time, but not in a sad way. And mom's doing fine. She's quarantined herself with the Shih Tzus. She has three of them now. It's a long story, but she's fine. We all hope this ends. Still plenty of evil in the world. Don't worry about that. <laughs> plenty of evil. And there's still guys like you. But no one like you. You put up with me a long time. You gave me life, and you saved my life, and I promise I will embrace that. I promise I fought to live. I didn't want to die. I wanted to live.
Okay. I've got to go teach them to breathe over computer. And no, they're not paying me to spend my time this way, and yes, I have a real job, too. They let me keep it. They're nice guys. This will this all get better. We'll do, another, we'll do another cookout. Okay. So don't worry. Don't worry. I know where I'm going. And here's a series of short poems from Elisa. This one's called Madness. It's not my hands that are shaking. It's my mind. Cut off my head. That's where the pain lies. Mishima believes sincerity was found in the entrails. This must be a mistranslation. I think he meant reality. Hope is the dark part of mourning, the trees and not the sky behind, a glimmer without a color. Most people want justice, but in absence of justice, they will take vengeance. As if dying was peak existence. We called it sweet in the cherry season of history. Dramedy. Did you know when unemployment is high, there's a sharp decline in fatal accidents? Did you know tobacco itself is radioactive? Who do I think I'm talking to? No one with a face, with dahlias for eyes, a train tunnel mouth. Write the image out. A new one appears, black asterisks on a field of white. When I'm suffering, I don't ask for help. I'm afraid they'll come and try to take my pain away. Concentrate now on the passage of time. There is no normal rate. It takes as long as it takes. Random assignment. It seems to want to rain, but can't. It fades to pink, an argument. Relinquish the dream. You can't ever get what you want. You can't please any of the people, any of the time. Time just lies there, not fast or slow, any more than a line. I wonder if the very small ants are afraid of the big ants, if they ever cross paths. I wonder if happiness is ethical. I'd like to do it all again, in silence now, in darkness, a wasp in a fig. The vagueness of the moment. I saw a dead bunny in the grass, all bloody and ravaged first by a dog or a hawk, and now covered in ants. I stopped to look at it, but did not photograph it. There's no time for mourning. 
the deaths fall into the void of unceremony and become one death. It's not some monolith, they say about everything, but everything is a monolith, a wave that never collapses. I play an eight-hour track of rain sounds on windows all day on a loop. The sky is too high, and I want to feel crushed. The vagueness of the moment has a crispness in memory, like mountains from a distance. In nature, I can think, but rarely of nature. I look with my back to the landscape, as if through a clawed glass. A cheat code, 99 lives, which might as well be infinite, unless this isn't the first one. Nietzsche said there's a rollicking kindness that looks like malice. I ascribe that kindness to fate. A breeze carries unknown pathogens, information that can't want to die because it's not alive. What it wants is desire, a barrier to crossing the chasm of the day. When it's hot, it snows. There's a hole in your nightmare you could fall down, a trap door, an old well. Don't go there. Say any word with the inflection of a spell. This turns off your power. You have no more wishes. You're in the just past, a figure of history. It makes you significant. You know how you die. Can you smoke cigarettes? Can you make choices? You're a beautiful woman in a black and white photo, forever answering a rotary phone. And finally, a few poems from Michael. Meridian. This feeling, at least, is certain. I walk slowly alongside it. One part is sickness, one is intimacy, that walks in the sun, a thin and vast undulation to which people speak, or the closed eyes of the lake that turn me out of myself and set no limit to love. Just as the scenery, when it is truly seen, reacts on the life of the seer, so the beloved's gait becomes clear to you and shatters the smooth body of the crowd. What I'm saying is, our hells are not the same. In autumn, when one has the strength, in spring, when one crawls out of the sun and into the lake, the truth is one jerky step, is a mode of sleep less light, more flesh, where the usual things have density, and over the churning oil you feel the eyes of all you wanted fixed on you. In the end, what stands out is the green mountain, the cloud drifting across it. Let everyone live, let no one disappear. Let the blood walk its slow loop around its meridian, and the flowers keep time for us, opening and closing their mouths. The measured earth is neither whole 
nor shadow of a hole. All mountains are polyglots. And though the sun is hot, and though I tremble, let those gates slide open for me. Forty days. At one point I dreamt I was getting the better of this. I had been breathed on, at least, in another age. Time flows into the sleepless joint of the poem, the small life of these words, the melted year. And light will open, and the eye will pursue bravely this ugly motif, going there without us in sickness, remembering health in its varieties half viscous, a dozen names left on a surface for twelve hours, thirty, a year. That I have swallowed something worth the while, let that be the record of my love. Let a language build up as this image wears away. Next June I will touch your face, strange friend. This is a story I've already dreamed. Playground. The market is not a playground for thoughtless children, he said in his inaugural speech. Do you want it desperately enough to overcome any obstacle? My sweet visions of the future vanish. I pledge myself to bloody revenge. The more I hear that song, the newer it feels to me. Do you want it desperately enough to overcome any obstacle? The wings are angled forward slightly to create a sense of embrace. My sweet visions of the future vanish. I pledge myself to bloody revenge. Little waves lapping against the shore, your shoulders like a sail full of wind. The wings are angled forward slightly to create a sense of embrace. Disaster rolls over, becomes a blessing. A snake-shaped figure, a zigzag, a bird. Little waves lapping against the shore, your shoulders like a sail full of wind. I add the sugar and the cinnamon to the cooked apples. Appearance and reality seldom correspond. Disaster rolls over and becomes a blessing. A snake-shaped figure, a zigzag, a bird. So be careful when you say that one thing depends upon another. I add the sugar and the cinnamon to the cooked apples. Appearance and reality seldom correspond. The next morning we learned it was only rotten water in a skull. So be careful when you say that one thing depends upon another. The market is not a playground for thoughtless children, he said in his inaugural speech. The next morning we learned it was only rotten water in a skull. The more I hear that song, the newer it feels to me. Innocence. So the drawing moves in the space that resembles air. So the adventure of intricacy smiles, one time finally, then is gone. There is another logic, by night, no flowers. There is other than me, stretched out in the fabric of voice, to clothe and adorn this secret. And whatever spills into the present is the thing that will last. And the world whose cliches we awakened is already far behind us. But only faintly, held up unto music, to let usage guide desire, to let the dream cut from the body form all four walls. We too have our associations, our imminence along the horizon, as it muscles from red to green. And so sweetly then, to give in to that failure, on the one hand what one is, on the other its opposite future, which surrounds us now, and is our world. The stars fall, a love of ugliness warms the throat. And whoever would not be embedded in that house is left to call out who, open mouth to the wind. 
from the end of that human possession to be not sweet enough, to grow bad in the good light, in the exhaust cloud of art. There are many ways, there is more than one way. To say the book is all lies, to say the market is no longer a money bag, to say a factory symbol will be the measure of the growth of, say, the factory image as it swells across all dimensions. Now picture a money bag of similar proportions, your son or daughter semi-attached as products of that state. There are more of us than there used to be. To make the right decisions, we need to look at things in different locations, returning home to mourn the loss of being emplaced and alive, rearing up thus large in spirit to solve the problem of a life whose size no longer serves us. A volcano of oil is flowing, and we believe in it and call it our innocence. We admire ourselves amongst ourselves, not denying the derisory squeals into which our avatars plunge. For this is the minute in all its voice, which would be sweet and swallow our hearts. Coherence is thick, time is thick, reality is cruel and knows us for our danger, which is fashionable now and will predict our slow end. Someday something, as I write this, I want, someday something will happen. And when it is cold, when it is warm, there is a taste we will share for a science that speaks, a cloud for every possible face, a body for nature gutting itself to shine only now and then at first, then always to quote the voice. As the golden poem, I am breathing, the moaning of the eye who meets the eye in the evaporating pool. Because it is cruel to live and crueler on this earth which is an entire body of cherished affinity, wet feet and air not to, because the condition of permanent crisis we hold inside ourselves remembers us in the egg of our eventual deaths. I will write this as it occurs, though cold and teeming, though florid with pictures destroying the cared for air, until my hands go still, thus crueler, and April is torn back into words we know, and by this what affections new shall summon us, what screams become economies within, and seed the air with impossible sound. And that's it for today's episode. You can find more of John Connor's work at johnconnor.net, Elisa at elisagabbard.com, and Michael Joseph Walsh at apartmentpoetry.com. And of course, we'll have links to all of that in the show notes. Our music today was from Lee Rosevere. And that's it. And we'll be back soon with a self-referential episode. You'll see when we get there. In the meantime, if you'd like to get a hold of us, there's email, denverorbitatgmail.com. And we're also on the Facebook, the Twitter, and the Instagram at Low Orbit Podcast. And goodbye.